0: Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven, and eight-figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit, and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Today's sponsor is Eva, the best AI repricer for Amazon profits. Private label sellers, are you wasting your cash? Eva reprices your products for you, and the result is up to 50% more profits. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers in the USA and is now out for British and European sellers as well. For a 15-day free trial, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash EVA. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the 10K Collective Podcast, the place to be for six, seven, and even eight-figure Amazon sellers, who are also more broadly e-commerce sellers. Today is an Amazon-focused conversation. We're talking conversion optimization and translation with Omar Angri of Margin Business. Omar is a co-founder of Margin Business, and they specialize in listing optimization and translation for busy Amazon sellers. So Omar, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're you're a man of excitement and enthusiasm, because I was interviewed you by for your podcast a while ago, and I really enjoyed the experience. So, where are you coming to us from today, Omar? Let's give it a bit of context.
1: Okay, what I want to do is I want to talk about the importance of Amazon optimization for for listings, and as well translation, and in the translation, within the translation as well, the optimize the localization. Yeah, it's and the whole marketing aspect of of amazon so everything needs to be in in one thing and i want to just make make everyone understand uh what it is i try man, to not get too complicated and yeah let's
0: do this sounds good so where in the world are you right now omar just just at the moment
1: say. at the moment uh, i'm based in spain because of in southern spain because of covid it's a bit hard to move So, yeah, I think uh, staying here is the smoothest what we can do. We don't have to go any to any immigration center or anything. So just stay and uh,
0: stay as long as we can and and then uh, just move on because we are constantly traveling. Interesting. So a bit of a digital nomad. And I know that you've, you grew up, did you grow up in Germany or no, you had time there? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you got, I grew up, up, I
1: was born and grew up in Germany.
0: Okay. So you got your real European that you got a a real handle on the culture. And that's really important. I think, as you say, localization is not just about translation. So let's plunge into the content there. So the first question is why even bother with pro translation? Can't you just Google translate? Or if you're really going to go crazy, hire somebody or Fiverr and then it's done. Why is that not good enough?
1: Oh, yeah, it's a good question. So actually going for Google Translate, which what Amazon proposes you is is, is usually a big fail, you know? It's it's not even worth to, to think about it. If you if you're very, very new and you want to test something out, at least hire somebody who might have a bit of experience, is a is a native speaker, and, and put it on. But this is only like a temporary until your product arrives, or you know, until you have something going, you know, until something is moving. So but the best thing is what I can tell everyone to to count this into this investment. What you make already in the product. So don't don't you think about the product. Think about as well your your shop. You know because your shop needs to have a nice window. If if you go into a into a into a shopping mall or something and the window is trash, uh, why bother? You know so. This is the same as, as when you have a Google Translator in there, and everything is just ripped. Uh, it seems ripped off, and and the pictures are awful, or it's just one picture, and then and then yeah, buy my product. So why there is actually there's five or six or maybe hundred other products uh, uh, like this. So if you then hire somebody from Fiverr or Upwork, it's it's not the same, but it's it's you need somebody who has marketing experience, who has translation experience. Who has Amazon experience and who know how to how to write a localized listing? Okay, when you have a translator who knows how to write a localized listing, you still need to do. You need to still have his Amazon experience and on top of it, the marketing experience, content and copywriting, not to forget about it. So it's going to be quite hard to find these five or six points in one go. And if you find it on five up, they they will they will just be for one language. For example, yeah, if you mm. find them. Because you cannot even verify if he does. So imagine you hire this person and that's it. Then if it don't work, then you lost a lot, a ton of money because they are well not cheap. So yeah, this is the main reason why I think or not think because out of experience that I know that it's really not the good way to go. So the good way is to go is to somebody, to somebody like our company, Margin Business. There is as well other companies who do the same services and Depending on the language or on the region you're in, you need to choose one of one of these agencies. Like I said, investment is the key here. Mm-hmm. If you don't invest, maybe 10 years ago, it would, would have been uh, good. Maybe six years ago, maybe three years ago. But we are right now going into a phase, it will not work anymore. You will lose your whole investment if you don't really follow through with a professional listing and a profession, professional listing in general.
0: Yeah, agreed. And uh, there's a couple of examples you've got of uh, some terrible mistranslations. I know you had uh, some Swedish example where they translated something very badly. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yes, this uh, went viral as well. So when the Swedish market opened, obviously everyone thought like, yeah, whatever. Why should we bother to, to hire some Amazon experts? Because the keywords are not in yet. But still, you should have a Swedish translator who knows marketing. And who knows e-commerce, even though you don't know Amazon, maybe e-commerce. So you can at least start with something and go in the good direction. No, what they did is they choose Google Translator. And there was a there was a word in there was rap seat, and it translated into, into Swedish into rape. So, this is obviously a big, big fail, you know? And who's yeah. going to buy the product? I mean, yourself, the one who created the listing, would you buy your product? No, obviously not.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty disastrous. Yeah. It's, it's funny true. how what you're saying, I guess I knew a couple of serious sellers who were, were very UK focused, They're a UK based company. They'd had a great history of selling in the UK. And uh, they kind of treated Germany as an afterthought and put Google Translate, and they got some sales. But then first thing, yeah, it was in 2017, 18, and, and I guess things have really moved on. But also I said to them, look, I mean, you know, first of all, I bullied them to go and sell in Germany for, for about you know three months and they started doing it and it made a lot of money there. But the second thing I said, great, now you're doing it and you've proven you got some sales, don't you think you would get a lot more sales if you actually optimize it? I mean, sometimes people think, well, I've got sales, why should I bother? To which my answer is, well, there's improving and also your profit margin, You know, all sorts of things. If you're paying for PPC and your conversion rate's low, then you've probably got a very low profit margin, et cetera, et cetera, right? It seems kind of obvious. They're a very intelligent business person, but even so, there's a kind of culture gap, right? People think of language as a little add-on, and, and it's not really, is it? I mean, the first thing oh. I look, when I whenever I look on Amazon.com and I see something that says happy time, I think, ah, it's a Chinese factory. And in yeah. my mind, I take $10 off the price I'm prepared to pay for it. Simple as that. Now, people don't necessarily shop that way as consciously. But if your language is weird, there's a sort of strange smell about it. And people still forget with internet marketing, and I want to dive into this a bit, but that trust is still a thing. People still very exactly. wary online. They think they're getting ripped off. They think the quality isn't good. They think it's faked. And, and anything that gives them a feeling that it isn't 100% real and, and normal and what they're expecting just puts people off. And particularly, I think, in certain markets, right? The Germans, not the most famously forgiving shoppers and the second yes. biggest Amazon market in the world, right? I mean, what's your experience of the biggest fails that you've seen in translation in Germany before we get into how we should do this? Let's let's twist the knife a bit.
1: Yeah, in Germany, we have, we have plenty examples because German shoppers are very skeptical in general, as you already uh, mentioned. So if if you don't have a real like German uh, native is one thing, but a German localized native language, that means that you speak really with the customer directly. So he understands you, he feels you, and he knows that you are from Germany and your product may not be German, you know, because everyone knows where products coming from, but most of the products. but. He needs to feel that you understand him and that you know how to speak to him. So if you come up with a sentence, which is directly translated from, for example, by now. OK, so by now would sound like, you know, for me, I don't like it as well. You know, maybe I'm still there's still, there, you know, lots of German in me. So when somebody tells me by now, I feel like I'm being sold to. I don't like to be sold to. I like to be taken over. OK, I know that I'm going to be sold to, but I don't want to be directly sold to. So I would love to have it like very smoothly, you know, and this is, this is what you have to show them within the, within the Amazon listing. So I give an example. There is a a very big company and I I will continue this example. It's a GNC. Uh, GNC is a big protein company from the, from the U S very big in Asia, very big in the UK as well. And recently I've seen the listing from them and uh, in Germany, and they have no sales and Germans are definitely Protein fanatics—they buy protein, crazy. Although the country is not as big as the United States, you have, for example, On Nutrition, which which is if somebody is not into protein would not even know the brand. While GNC, everyone knows it because it looks like medical supply and they can, can buy it just everywhere. Everyone knows it. So On Nutrition has about uh, three hundred thousand on one product of sales per month in Germany. So GNC, they have almost no sales. Why? Look at the two listings. GNC's listing has one photo. The one photo is not even adapted to the, to the market. A plus content is not adapted to the market. No, nobody on there, like very nice pictures. Maybe a woman who's doing sports, depending on the country, what people want to see. Maybe she's eating something, which makes them confident that they can eat as well. Not only need to take the protein shake. Somebody very muscled up or somebody normal, depending as well on the country, how people uh, want to see, what people want to see. So the nine photos, they don't even take, take care of it and as well, not a video as well. So if you go to on nutrition and as well, the text was terrible, no keywords inside and Google translate to the finest with maybe one paragraph, you know, each like a small sentence, you know, so on nutrition did a better job, but still they could do a lot better in the listing. So can you imagine they sell, for example, 300,000 worth from this one? They have nice pictures. They have a nice A content but their tax is not 100%. Their tax is maybe 60%. So they could, when, if they put keywords, for example, inside, and they drive some traffic from outside into the listing, and they make some more promotion, not only PPC, they make it look a little bit better. They get a little bit more engaging. They are Out of this 300,000, they can make easy, they double it up per, per year because they can take the whole market share by then.
0: Yeah. And what also people miss again and again with this optimization piece is like, oh, that's going to increase my, even if your sales only increase 10%. If that increase doesn't involve any increase in cost and your profit margin was say after ads, I don't know, 20%, that you've added a massive chunk to your profit margin. It's what people don't get. Like, you? Are, oh, my optimization's only increased my conversion rate 15% from 10%. Like, hang on a minute. Do the math. Do the math as they say in America. Because if you look at your profit margin, you might have added 50%. And sure. you know, people get so revenue obsessed. Even businesses that are, you know, run by very seasoned business operators, people have been in some cases generations of of I've got several multi-generation businesses that I work with. And even those guys miss the point that if you increase sure. your conversion rate without increasing the traffic in order to get that you get more sales with less with the same amount of traffic much bigger profit margin. So that I think this is the piece that people miss. And it seems so obvious, but I'm shouting and banging people over the head just to kind of get this across because people miss it. So having shouted and banged people on the head and say you really got to get this right, let's look at about how to do it. So you've got a four part formula which I I like for sounds nice, simple, friendly number to really, you know, you say unlocking success, kicking your competition to the curb. I like this stuff. So what's the first, first place you start is it is presumably not going on Fiverr, right? What do we, what do we start with instead?
1: (laughs) No, no, no. The the first one we look, we look at the company in general. Yeah. So we do at the product as well. So before we start anything, we're going to do a keyword research. The keyword research Would be out of the competitors. What these comp all these companies we are competing against, and the product we are competing against. So normally on Amazon it's only the product. So we're gonna take the products and and see exactly what we are looking at. Who's the who's the who has the most uh, sales? Who has the less sales? Who is uh, and where can we bring ourselves in? Is the competitor very very big? Like for example, big protein companies which have a lot of money, which we obviously as small companies cannot tackle. So in this case, if they are foreigners, and if they didn't do their homework, what we can do is optimization. And with this optimization, we can get so close to them, we we will even spend less of money only by optimizing the correct keywords. And how do we do that? And how to find the correct keywords? So how do we do that? So foreign companies tend to uh, look at the bigger picture. They have no native speakers, so what they do, they do a research. They check keywords which are red, for example. Okay, but what if, what if 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 there is, a, for example, this this, this, key, this, this foreign speaker, these foreign speak these foreign companies? What if if they have have taken wrong keywords already from the competitors themselves? So what are we? What are we? What are they going to do then? What we do is we just go inside, we take, out, we take out the keywords, which are actually not taken from them, which have maybe a little bit now in Europe, it's a little bit. We take, we take them like, let's say, let's you a number like 500 and the others have keywords, which are like 1,500 and we take them out. They don't have this in their listing. We put it in our listing and we automatically rank better than them. Afterwards, what we do, we will translate we will translate the listing obviously we have you should you should have a copywriter at the same time you should be a content writer for the native language you are translating in and it needs to be localized a native speaker which is localized obviously uh, will do that for you then they need to break it down and as well uh, if there is an normally there is an english based listing from this english based listing we translate but we don't literally translate we look at it from from the way of what what can we translate what can we localize or what what needs to be even changed maybe there is something changed not the sense of the listing but how we address the customer so we will go from from there as well this is where the localization ma- uh, comes in because we really have to speak to the customer about about how he wants to be addressed how is he used to address in this country yeah and that's why that's why it's already hard if you need, if you have seven languages in Europe, and each and every every single one needs needs uh, will be translating, you will need to hire, for example, just given uh, you will hire, need to hire seven freelancers, yeah. But all these seven freelancers need, need all have the same the same background. What I just we've been speaking about: the uh, content, a copy, uh, Amazon experience, marketing, localization, and translation, and e-commerce, obviously, and general e-commerce experience. And this will be. Uh, very hard, especially when you want to go professional and especially when you need to go professional right now. I mean, when I talk about professional, it's not just you know make the listing. The listing needs to be perfect. The listing needs to be adapted to the country and the listing needs to be as well after, for example, one month or two months, check again, keywords, are they ranking? Are they good? Photos, are they good? Who changed? A plus content. Is the A plus content correctly uh, co- corrected corrected to that country? Have the reviews changed? Can I change something in the A plus content? Because after a few months, every even if it's the same product, all the countries need to have different from the reviews. They need to they need to have everything needs to differ because customers from the other country, from the from from different countries will as well have different reviews. They like different things, they dislike different things. So everything needs to be afterwards built into the listing. So it's it's one thing what I can say is never have a set it and forget it strategy. This is okay. this is the this is the most important thing.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. Actually, it's it's very tempting to set it and forget it with a lot of things on yes, Amazon. Definitely. That's partly how it's sold to people as an original business model, right? But no business actually flourishes with that kind of mentality. And I guess that's true true even on Amazon. So let's let's dig into a few of these areas a little bit. I mean, the first thing is the keyword research. So you were saying I best. You were saying that the the foreign companies tend to do sort of short tail keywords, basically, and we need to look into medium tail keywords. Is that right? I mean, yes. It, it, what's the best way if somebody wants to do this themselves to a degree? I'm mean, obviously, you know. It's clear that, that doing this yourself too much is going to be very, very hard to recreate yes, what, a, what a translation definitely. company does. But even if you're working with an expert, it helps to understand their their side, right? For example, I was just working with my bookkeeper and sometimes I work with, with a professional photographer. And I help to focus, you know, help my clients write briefs for photographers so that they get the most out of them. So even then it helps to understand the other side. So what's the best way to find those valuable medium and longer tail keywords that the competitors are missing?
1: okay we are usually uh, working with helium 10 uh, a software which normally if you're in the amazon space you know uh, you, you should know because it's one of the one of the best tools uh, out there there is as well uh zonguru which is as well very very a very specific tool very good as well for the european markets as well for for australia and now as well for india very helpful but let's 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 in general what you need to do when you see for example these keywords being used by let's 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 say foreign companies and they have these long tail keywords the red ones the and they make no sense at all for example let's let's say shake protein best okay S- things like that they might be at number one, okay, but it's it's it makes no sense to put this in because when you read it, it's like a, a Google Translate has done it. Even though you bet on it, they bet on it. They might bet on it ten dollars per click. They obviously they will come at first place, you know, and they will be in the sponsored ranks in the first place if they really do it. But in general, if they do it, then they will be at the uh, at the first place. So what you're gonna do is. You don't, you don't check on him. You check on him only which keywords he don't use. There is ways how to find this out. Uh, I don't go technical now, but you can check what keywords he use and what he keywords he don't use. And you can go to the others, what keywords they use as well. All the ones which are, for example, on the first five, six spaces in Amazon. And most of the times, these are the foreign sellers because they have the money and they have the power in order to be there. But as soon as they don't do the sponsored anymore, they will fall, all of them. Because obviously they are spending uh, and, and their margin and everything will mess up at some point. So when you're coming in and you do the correct choice and you have the correct keywords, you can even go with a lot less budget in there because the budget of the long term is, is very important as well. Although you're gonna invest in your shop front, uh, in your storefront, you're gonna invest in your listing. But it's one investing like over over time. It's not as big as every day to, 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 to need to pay for clicks, for example, because we know all know Amazon is getting very competitive. And uh, not everyone can 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 hold can hold with the big boys right now. So there needs to be ways in order to make it easier. And as well, as well for companies who are for big companies who are interested to put their budget down a little bit, because at some point it makes no sense anymore. If you, if you spend so much money all day long, especially in the U S it's completely crazy. We, we talk about, you know, other PPC amounts, but the UK knows as well already The UK is, is as well already per click. It's pretty high, you know, in Europe, you can, you still, it's still affordable, you know, and this is as well an invite for the U S sellers to come into Europe because it's still affordable. There are still things to do before we get the aggregators in but this is uh, i think we come to this uh, yeah Uh,
0: thank you for for yeah flagging that off i i
1: like as in general i talk about long tail keywords Mm -hmm. i'm not really a fan of one word it's you know one words or something i really like long tail keywords
0: Mm. yeah big big fan as well and it makes sense because really what we're finding is that White space, as people call it, or the blue ocean rather than the red ocean. So instead of protein shake or some insanely competitive keyword, you're looking at protein shake for women fifty plus, or I I don't know the market, but whatever it is, you know, something very, very specific. And also, the thing is that strikes me in sort of general keyword classification. If you think in terms of a a funnel, top of funnel, as I'm just educating myself, they're normal Google shoppers. Middle of funnel, you kind of got some idea. Bottom of funnel, you're ready to buy. The more specific a keyword is, the more of a buyer keyword it is for me. somebody puts the word protein shake into Amazon, they clearly have no idea what they are looking for, except that they've heard about protein shakes, and it's an alternative to Google, right? But the chances are pretty high they're going to click on your listing, cost you 10 bucks or whatever it is, 15 euros or something ridiculous. If it's yeah. in the US, it could be that much now. Yes, um, Definitely. The other thing to say is that the affordability of PPC in Europe versus the cost of translation, I think people don't put their costs... It sounds really weird, but it's almost an accounting error that you need to ascribe your costs to a product line over a period of time. Just because something costs you... Five hundred bucks or, or you know euros now to do doesn't mean that that's the way you should ascribe the cost. You should amortise the cost of a translation across the useful lifetime of the translation, right? So if you sell ten thousand units and it costs you five hundred dollars, it's peanuts. It's it's pennies per per unit sold. Exactly. Whereas exactly. PPC is going to cost you you know five dollars every single time you sell the thing if that's your main way of selling. So looked at it that way, I always honestly think any form of optimization for conversion, including translation, is incredibly good value. And people miss that because they look very short term and it sounds like a strange thing to say, but I just think even sophisticated business operators, they're good at operations. But their financial management is kind of primitive. They're like, oh, it's going to cost me $500. I'm not going to do that. I'm like, have you looked at your PPC spend this month? Did you notice you spent $10,000 or or euros, whatever? So for any Americans listening, I would say, please think about those two numbers next to each other: the PPC costs versus translation and really make a financially driven, intelligent decision. And I would swear that nine times out of 10, the conversion optimization wins. I'm just such a big fan, which is why I wanted to have you on the show. I, I just think... It's the way to make more profit. Anyway, so that's my my rant over. One question I've got about is this word localization. We've used it two or three times. We really ought to define what does this really mean? You've gave us a bit of an example in in Germany. Let's dig into that more because I think that's really important as well.
1: Okay, from localization in general for for translating is... Really, if you have the English version, and the English version says has some phrases in there which has nothing to do with Germany, for example, okay, but at the same time, it had nothing to do with with. I, I will go only for the four big countries right now. I, I will leave Netherlands, Sweden, and Poland for for the moment aside because yeah. they are emerging markets, they are new. Yeah. So uh, when we have France and when we have Spain and Italy, we really need to adapt. That means that people who live in that country. People, uh, the best, even people uh, living a long time in that country will actually understand how to address the Italian customer or the Spanish customer or the French customer. While in Germany, now it's as well changing a little. They like a more formal approach for the listing. Just an example. In Spain or or Italy, it's very, uh, you know, very relaxed. While in, in France, for example, it's as well formal, it's changing as well a little bit, but they love it when they see that the person is from France. He understands, he uses words from France. And the best would be even that the product was made in France. Because if your product is made in, a, for example, in China, if if the French see it, it's a bit of they don't really like it, you know, so they don't want to know. For Germans, don't matter so much, you know? But if it comes to baby or something, which is for the body as well, same. And now, if the product, if, for example, in Italian, they love it when their product comes as well from their, from their uh, country. So the localization is really to adapt to the country as if you are from that country. And that's why you need native speakers who has lived in that country, And for us, for example, we are we are a team which are really uh, focused on this. So we really have this team always. We always working with them, so they understand exactly what we mean with localization because they have been a long time part of the team. They get updated, they get trained, and yeah, this is this is for me the the the, the main point of localization. And as well in Amazon, it's I mentioned it already before. It's the reviews. You you can see through the reviews the differences of the different cultures. When you read, for example, a review in, uh, in Italy, it might, it might be completely different complaints or completely different like plus points than, than in France or, or in Germany. If the, you know, it, it really depends. It really depends. But this is as well something your, your A-plus content needs to change within the countries after a while. So uh, the best would be after three months, for example, every A-plus is changed is change, as well the pictures if it needs to be if it's not the pictures would be great as well to be changed if it uh, need changes and everything needs to be in line for example the the nine pictures we cannot change in europe you know the you know i was about uh, but, to ask you about that yeah. you,
0: you're talking about making very uh, country specific changes which makes yes. 100% sense i think everyone gets that if who is in any way interested in you know, refining their conversion rates uh, in different countries. But how do we actually deal with that in within the Amazon platform? Because I've had that question numerous times from from newbies all the way through to very advanced sellers. And it used to be that you could change it if you had the era of an Amazon account manager, which is unusual. But if you're doing a seven figures, you could sometimes do that. Is it even possible to do that now? And the latest technical question.
1: For, for, as far as I know, as far as I'm aware, it's not possible to change the pic from country to country, like the nine picture. We talk about the nine pictures or the video, which you have the possibility to put on. Now, there is a, there is a possibility to do. You can open accounts in every single country, for example, and then you can change, then you can have different pictures, which some com- I have seen companies doing it. They have different entities, the same product. And that's how they can change their pictures, and as well adapt it to the country, and change as well the text on it. That's why. But if you if you don't do that, and uh, you know it's a real hustle, you need to be really big, and uh, you know, accountancy in every single country, and it's not so easy. What I recommend is to write the three the three main languages: German, French, maybe Spanish. You know, Italian is rather a smaller market, so I I would I would not put like four languages on the on the on the pictures, but I would definitely do the three languages on the pictures obviously uk is is alone but it's still connected so english should be anyway on there but in order to reach all the countries because if it's only english on there as well not good you know i mean there is no there there is not a perfect way because we are we're still not in the in the times where we can choose the, the, the 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 languages on the pictures either. Either it's either this or that, you know, so if you begin with one language, for example, German, you have German through all all of the other countries, which I think is not very advantage, advantages. So I think you should, you should put the three language from the beginning so you can have them. Yeah. So the A plus you can change.
0: Hey, folks. Thanks so much for listening to uh, another episode of the 10K Collective Podcast, the place to be for six, seven, and eight-figure Amazon sellers, a subset of the amazing FBA podcasts for Amazon sellers in general, specifically focused on the UK. A lot of our sellers are based in the US, so they're the two main audiences we aim to serve. Today, I hope that you've learned from Omar some important thoughts, if you're UK or US-based, around the whole translation thing. It turns out that Google translates a balandier. Who would have thought it? I mean, of course, Cheap and easy are always good words, but you got to think about the overall cost of doing things cheaply versus the upside potential of doing things well and how much return on investment you get. I would argue very, very strongly that any kind of optimization of any kind of listing or work page is a really great return on investment compared to paying for traffic. Which going to cost you forever and ever, amen. When you turn off your paid traffic, then the uh, you know the benefit of that stops. Whereas if you pay for optimization once, whether that's of the words or the images or preferably both, that's going to last for as long as that listing is is fresh and valid. And yes, you've got to keep optimizing, but that's kind of a tweaking as opposed to creation process. So if you think of translation as a subset of great marketing. I think it's kind of obvious why localization and good quality professional copywriting translation type translation is important. And that's this. Any marketer worth a sort knows that message to market match is the key to great marketing, which means if I'm trying to attract 60 plus American ladies it's no good if I'm writing copy that appeals to aggressive 20 year old um, men who like to spend a lot of time in their gym there's a mismatch there and that's kind of obvious right but what happens with translation is people miss the fact that trying to sell to a you know say 20 year old American man who likes to go into the gym is kind of different from sending to a 20 year old German man who likes to go into the gym and actually there's no reason why they should be the exact same and and it turns out they're not. So this is just if you're like a subset of great marketing principles: message, market, match. And so if you're trying to wrap your head around this stuff. That's what I would suggest. Another way of putting it is there are cultural differences. And even within the US or the UK, we can all think of regions of the UK, for example, and Southern middle-class people in London, very, very different from Northern people that I've, I've studied it in the North of Britain. And, and I'm sure that you can think in, in America, you'd have to try, you know, you can't take a guy out of uh, Los Angeles and market to them in the same way as you market to somebody in rural Kentucky, uh, for example, right? So we're all familiar with cultural differences. We try and ignore them. That The solution is, pretty much simple which is hire the expert so if you want to hire omar and his team obviously they they do a thousand uh, listings a month translation optimization at the moment so they really know their business they've got a team of i think 20 people full time so very very expert and and you know what's the word expertly um doing this every single day so very much got their finger on the pulse if you want to hire those guys go to amazingfba.com forward slash omar that's o m for mother a r and if you mention Michael Vizi or Amazing FBA, then you'll get a 10% desc- discount, which is uh, definitely worth having. Whether you hire Omar or somebody else or even decide to do it in-house, I'd really urge you to not overlook the financial power of getting this stuff right. A lot of people are leaving a lot of money on the table, like hundreds of thousands of dollars of profits or euros or pounds, or whatever, because they're not doing this well. The other thing is, if your competition is lazy about this, and a lot of people are, and you go to the trouble of doing it well, that's a huge competitive advantage. So for those reasons alone, I'd really urge you to educate yourself about this and then implement a solution. Hiring the experts is probably the way forward because developing this expertise in-house is going to be a much bigger job than you think. And nearly everyone who tries to do it themselves either gets a mediocre job or realises eventually it's not worth it and hires somebody. But that's your call as a business owner, the best use of your time and money. What I would say is... This is a great opportunity and because other people think of it as difficult and can't be bothered, that means if you can be bothered to do it properly, great competitive advantage and opportunity. Thanks very much for listening. I hope that was useful stuff. Good hunting. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.